Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. Your weekly program will be discussing topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. So make sure you're secure in your bunker, and let's start the show. Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. My name is Joseph, and I am the host of this podcast. Every week, we discuss topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. And this week's episode is the zombie apocalypse. Can you survive it? How likely is it to happen? And how Hollywood dramatizes it quite a bit. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a follow as it helps out the channel. And without further ado... Let's get started with the episode. So the zombie apocalypse. Everybody has at least had one small conversation about the zombie apocalypse. Usually about when it's going to happen, how it could happen, or more likely, are you going to be able to survive it? Me personally, all throughout high school, I thought to myself, I could survive. I live in the Midwest. There's not very many people here. I could definitely survive. As I got older, as I've thought about it more... One, I don't think it's very likely that the zombie apocalypse would happen. Could it happen? There is quite the possibility, but I don't think so, at least not in my lifetime. Secondly, if it did happen, there would be no way that I survived the zombie apocalypse. I can't run up two flights of stairs without getting winded, let alone running for my life against a zombie. And let's be honest, 98% of us also wouldn't survive in a zombie apocalypse. You might be in better shape than I am, but with resources, depending on where you live, there's no way that anybody would be able to live for a long period of time. So let's look at this objectively. For starters, we'll look at how the zombie apocalypse could start. If we're talking about a virus, there's definitely a good chance that most of us will be wiped out with the virus, with it either being spread or with coming in contact with a rabid animal. However, it starts. Most people think that they could survive. First, they got to survive the initial spread. And unfortunately, as we've seen with the coronavirus, how deadly a pandemic could be if a zombie apocalypse were to happen, I could guarantee that most of us would have a hard time with the sickness, unfortunately, let alone living long enough to have to fight for our lives against those who have gotten sick. But let's say, for instance, a bunch of us do make it. What's the next step? Well, if you live in a less populated area, you gotta get as much resources as you can from the area around you. Here's a second issue that would be very hard about that. If you live in a smaller area, you'll have less resources because there's not enough people to warrant all of that inventory of guns and food and water. There'd be enough to sustain your town. But I mean, realistically, if you live in a town of, let's say, 500 people, you're looking at resources that you could have for your little group for about a year, maybe more, if you can stretch it out, but no more than two years. If you live in a bigger area, say Chicago or New York, you'll be fighting straight off the bat if you're not getting sick right away because there is so many people and so many resources where everybody's going to be going out and nobody's going to be kind enough to hand you any kind of medical supply or any kind of food that you need because they're just trying to protect their family, which you can't blame them because you're trying to do the same thing. 
So let's say you got the resources, you got the vehicle, you make it out of the city. Now what? Now you got to find a safe place to stay and hold up camp and hope that either the zombies don't come or looters don't come because both of those are definitely a big issue. And a lot of the times during zombie movies or zombie shows, it's one or the other. Hollywood doesn't necessarily show you the dangers of both happening at the exact same time. Let's take The Walking Dead, for instance. Now, no show or movie is ever going to be accurate. One, we don't know what a zombie apocalypse accuracy would look like. Secondly, we only could go based off of stories or ideas that have been dramatized for entertainment. But for the sake of argument, let's talk about The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead does show looters and zombie issues at the same time. There have been some criticism about how it's kind of repetitive. It's either the group fights a big horde of zombies, has to leave their camp, go find a different camp, and they got to take that camp from possible looters. But if we look at that, that could be close to realistic, like I said, as it can get. Because they have to go out, they have to find food, there's always that risk of other people. Because when you think about the zombie apocalypse, you can't think of how you go to Walmart today. Going to Walmart today is definitely a little bit more safer. Now, there's always a chance for risking your life. That's just life. But going to Walmart, you don't have to worry about someone coming up behind you with a gun or trying to kill you to take what little food that you found left in a convenience store that has probably been looted. So humanity is not something we can hope for when a zombie apocalypse happens. Because then it's just all for yourself. And like I said, if you've seen The Walking Dead, you definitely know that they have a small knit group. And even sometimes then, they don't trust each other. You really have to look out for you, maybe your family, but mostly you. Now, let's take a little bit more extreme situation. Say you live in New York and most of your family lives on the other side of the United States. Say California or Nevada. Getting to them is almost impossible to me. Thinking about it, thinking about all the people that are trying to run from their city that either could have zombies or they're just trying to get away from as far as possible from zombies or anything in general. They're just trying to get out into the middle of nowhere where they can collect their thoughts and think about what the next step is. You're definitely not going to get through with your car because there will be jam on highways. There's going to be jam-packed interstates. So really, you got to take what you got, where you're at, and figure out a game plan from there. So you figured out a game plan. You've got out of the city. You've gotten supplies. Now what? Now we talk about the zombies. And there are many different types of situations with the zombies. You could be the typical zombie, the bumbling, slow can't really do much, but at the same time, if there's a bunch of them, you could be in real deep trouble. Or we could talk about World War Z zombies. Fast, moving, they can climb on top of each other. They can almost kind of work as a cognitive group, which could be even more threatening. Or we could be looking at the last type of zombie, which to me is a little less likely, is the zombies from warm bodies, who can use tools and... I wouldn't necessarily say weapons, but they can definitely do more with their hands and what their brain function is, which I like the movie Warm Bodies. Don't get me wrong. 
that's the least likely, in my opinion, realistic zombie movie because one, you can't bring back a zombie with love. Secondly, most of the time when people talk about zombies, it's either a parasite taking over the body and having very few functioning parts of that body left for it to use, or it's a virus that'll either kill and reanimate or just kill in general. And either one of those really isn't about how you can use your hands and function as a person still. So unfortunately, warm bodies is not something to go off of. But World War Z zombies is definitely the worst zombies I could think of. Could you imagine trying to go and loot and suddenly you see someone just full speed sprinting at you? Only thing on their mind is they're going to bite you. They're going to take you out. It's over for you. And... You definitely don't want that problem. So if you're thinking about the ideal scenario, you definitely want the more typical bumbling zombie. Really quickly before we move on with the scenario, another zombie movie that I had just remembered that would be terrifying if this is how it would actually go in a zombie apocalypse would be I Am Legend. Zombie dogs are not something I ever want to think about or see if a zombie apocalypse ever happens. Because you can definitely be sure you will not make it. Because zombie dogs already have the speed. Dogs are usually faster than humans. They have the bite power to just kill you before the virus even gets to you to reanimate you. And those zombies in I Am Legend are definitely terrifying. Hulking, they can rip off doors. Any barrier that you're trying to put up you definitely need to make sure that you are well stocked with guns and with other types of barriers because they can just plow right through that. And if you are managing to survive and to kill them, your next step is to figure out how to put a barrier back up and how to build a better one. So as you can see, Hollywood definitely has covered all the bases on dramatizing zombies. But for the sake of conversation and to continuing on this story, We'll go with just the plain old bumbling zombies. So like I was saying, you made it through the city. You got out to a nice suburb. Not a lot of people are there. You got settled. You built a barrier. You have your family. Now what? Now it's just pretty much living on the land. There's no TVs. There's no video games. There's no nothing. It's back to books and candlelights. Because eventually, the people that keep the power on or that can fix the power if the power goes out isn't here anymore. So eventually, the power will just be gone. Then you got to go back to flashlights and candles. And let me tell you, I feel like it'd be a lot easier to find candlesticks over batteries for flashlights. But that's the least of your worries. Because here's reason number two why I don't think most of us would survive in a zombie apocalypse. We no longer have the ability to get help if we get sick, or if we break a limb, or if we have caught pneumonia or disease or anything like that, there's not really any more doctors or emergency rooms around. You may know someone, and if you're lucky enough to have a doctor as a husband, father, son, wife, daughter, whatever, it would be beneficial for you, but a lot of us don't have that kind of connection. So if we were to get sick or anything were to get infected, it would be right back to the stone age of, do we just chop off the arm and hope that if we wrap it up, it would be good? Or, oh, I have this weird cough. Is it the virus? Is it pneumonia? 
Either way, I don't have any antibiotics to cover it, and you might still die within a couple days after leaving the city. Also, you gotta think of the long term. Where are you gonna go? Because eventually, you're gonna have to go somewhere. You can't stay wherever you decide to make base forever, because either the resources will run out, or something's gonna happen that's gonna make you move. An influx of a big horde of zombies, people coming and looting through the place and it's just not safe. Realistically, there is no outpost waiting on the coast. We always think in movies and in stories and in books that the government has some kind of plan that out on the coast when the zombie apocalypse, if it were to happen, they would be able to take us to a safe place. Well, I hate to break it to you, but where would we go? Like, Everybody is dealing with the same problem. If there's a mass outbreak and a virus, it's not just going to stay in one place. It's not just going to stay on the coast. If it's airborne, it's going to get everywhere. So where are you going to take us to where we could be safe? There's nowhere to go. And a lot of people say, well, what about an underground bunker? Again, you fall into that same problem of you only got so much resources, and if people are going to this outpost, and constantly be taken away to this bunker, yeah, you will have civilization under there, but that doesn't mean you're going to have the ability to grow food or to have resources such as medicine and electricity and all that. So realistically, you got to have a better game plan than hoping that the government has our back because they might have some kind of plan, but it's not going to be for everybody. Which brings up the next point of living off the land. A lot of people's argument, a lot of people that I've talked to anyway, their argument is always, I'm a good hunter, I can live off the land, there's books for plants that we can eat, we can build fires with the trees and kindling around, like living off the land wouldn't be that bad. And they're not wrong. Living off the land could definitely be easy. Here's the thing about that though. Not necessarily easy, but viable. And the problem with that is, You're looking at seasons, you're looking at what animals is available in your area, and if you're thinking that, oh, you got a farmer that you live next to, you can just take his cows, I hate to break it to you, a lot of other people have had that idea, and they've probably already gone and tried to take a cow, kill a cow, the farmer's probably killed his own cow so he can make sure he has food for his own family, so really that's left down to deer, turkeys, birds of some kind, maybe squirrels, and rabbits. Now, once again, this goes back to the resources. Yeah, you could go out and be a terrific hunter. Say you take out 10 deer within the first three months. Those deer last you long enough to where you eat almost every night, at least one or two meals because you want to save some. That right there is the problem, though. Meat will spoil if it's in any kind of heat or if it's the summer season. So where are you going to put it? Coolers and ice are hard to come by or, at this point, non-existent. Because, again, to make ice, you need power. And we're going off the fact that you've been out for quite some time now. There is no more power. So what are you going to do? In the wintertime, it's very easy. Snow's around if you live somewhere where it's snowing. It would be easy to keep that meat. Otherwise, you're going to have to eat that meat fast and hope that there's just other animals. Say a couple months go by, a couple more months, and you're still hunting as much as you are. 
eventually those deer and rabbit and turkeys and birds of other kinds they're going to be gone whether that means there's a bunch of people hunting them and just driving that animal to extinction or scaring it off or zombies or other animals take out those animals before you get there then you have no meat and also you can't eat tainted meat so now you're back to pillaging what you can which at this point if we're looking at six months to a year anything around you i can guarantee you has been covered pretty well you could go to the midwest or somewhere in the south where there's a little bit more open areas and a lot more smaller towns that maybe people haven't been through or people haven't been able to reach. But again, eventually, we got to start reserving. We got to start coming up with a game plan. But if we put food to the side for a second, we talk about how to clear zombies or what happens if you're trying to clear out an area. Cars are going to be probably the worst problem because if people flee their cars and leave and there's a big pileup on the streets, then you really can't get through hundreds of cars. Like even if there's keys in every single car, you would have to move the front car and throughout the whole line, it'd be a big thing. Plus, starting up those cars would give away your position to other looters or zombies. Then the problem becomes... You made a bunch of noise, a big group of zombies come, now what? There's six of you and there's about 30 of them. You can run and you can hide and hopefully the zombies will either dissipate or they will just keep on going thinking that they're still following you and eventually you can go back to your base. But realistically, if you're stuck in the middle, you're going to have to fight. And can you fight 30 zombies with the six of you and hopefully you're not injured or sick? Probably not. In all reality, you probably aren't going to make it. And this is why I say 75% of people, in my opinion, aren't going to make it. And those of us that do make it, well, the earth is now theirs to figure out what to do with. If you're the last ones in your little colony and you manage to outlive most other people and you're just left with all of the wildlife food supplies, you found some good medicine, great. Now you're just sitting on the earth full of just you and a bunch of zombies. What are you going to do? This is why I don't think it's viable that anybody could actually live. Because after a while, if you're not drove insane by the fact that there's nothing to do, no people, no nothing, eventually some natural disaster is going to happen or you're going to have to try and progress further with technology that you don't know much about or if you do you don't have the means to restart civilization so this is why i've changed my stance on how i believe i won't survive anymore when i was in high school i always thought bring on the zombie apocalypse you know i'm fast enough i can run i know how to forage i know how to hunt a little bit i could probably survive with a few other people we put our heads together take out a few zombies you know it'd be great nowadays i look at our options and i'm like if we did survive what am i gonna do and so now i just know that it just wouldn't work out for me and unfortunately a lot of other people but now we get to the topic of wouldn't happen or necessarily happen in our lifetime 
because with the medicine that we have now, the modern medicine, modern medical system, it's just not viable to think that after someone dies, that there's a virus that can keep your brain going long enough to reanimate you into a walking bag of meat, pretty much. And let's say that there could be, because I am not anywhere near a medical scientist or know anything about what could or couldn't happen. There would definitely be enough awareness, I would think, in the government to where if it was only transmitted through being bit, that they would just take out that city block or that city in general. Would that necessarily stop the spread? No, not necessarily. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the government, I would think, would have enough of awareness of what's happening to just exterminate the problem before it became a bigger problem. But again, for the sake of argument, let's say they didn't. If you had to be bit, eventually people would catch on that there is a virus going around. We would hear about it in the news or on the radio, or you would hear stories of friends that have had family that have been bitten or friends or what have you. So people would arm themselves. And again, I don't think it would be able to get far enough or enough people to get bit to where the zombies would overrun humanity. So either they would be taken out by the government or by people. And that could also start a little bit of an uproar. Because again, if you watch a loved one get bit and turned into this thing, and your neighbor comes over and tries to exterminate your loved one, you start to wonder, would you be able to let them do it? Because again, to you, that's your loved one. To them... They're trying to stop the problem of what could be a world-ending disaster. Another thing to look at is I would think that if the virus spread, again, looking at our situation with the coronavirus, that we would be able to come out with some kind of, I wouldn't say vaccine to stop it right away, but something to prevent or to help slow the spread because I feel like we're in a position to where the technology that we have and the know-how of the medical system that we have, and just the constant moving and learning of new things every day, I feel like we'd at least be able to slow it down to where it wouldn't be a giant catastrophe. Now again, this is just me speculating on both sides on how it could happen, or more likely how it couldn't happen. I don't have any medical knowledge to back it up. These are just my opinions. Again, I could be totally wrong, because if we look at the coronavirus situation yet again, there was a lot of spread of that. So maybe it would be easy to spread it and there could be a world-ending disaster upon us. And if that's the case, then you also got to start thinking about, okay, there's a few cases in one country. Would it be smart to leave the country? And again, my opinion on that would be, no, it would not be a good idea. Because the virus has to start somewhere. Nobody's out there getting bit. You contract it somehow. And then once it flows through your body, and if it does take over your body, then you would bite somebody. And that's how it gets started. But it has to start somewhere. So you might be a carrier that you don't know. And if you were to spread that to another country that doesn't have a case yet, then we're just looking at a world-ending pandemic on our hands, which would be very unfortunate. So if you're thinking to yourself right now, I would be fine. I can still manage the zombie apocalypse. If it were to ever to happen, bring it on. I can take out them brain dead idiots anytime, anywhere. 
cool. But again, when you think about it, it's a lot more than just crushing skulls and feeling like you're on top of the world because you can take out a couple zombies. You've got to look in the long term of how am I going to survive? How is the world going to continue to go on with what few people are left? And realistically, are we ever going to get back to where we were? And in my opinion, I really don't think so. If we look towards movies such as I Am Legend, it happened in a certain area. It decimated various populations throughout the city. And at the end of the movie, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, they do find a cure, which realistically, we just have to hope that enough people that have that kind of medical knowledge would be left alive to where they could keep working and hopefully have, like I said, a cure or some kind of vaccine that would slow down and prevent people that aren't sick yet from getting sick. Or if you look at movies such as World War Z, like I said, those zombies are fast moving, dangerous, they can climb on top of each other. Once again, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the end of that movie, they also find out that those zombies are only going after people that are healthy, that they see as a healthy host that if they bite, that parasite can get into them and control their body. If you're already sick, one, you have a parasite in you. Secondly, you're not going to be a good viable host, so the zombies don't want nothing to do with you. And at the end of that movie, Brad Pitt finds out by injecting himself with a curable disease that the zombies no longer were coming at him. They were walking by him and just sniffing him. So the point I'm trying to make here is the movies are good, but we can't necessarily base what could actually happen on those movies because they are played up for entertainment value. So realistically, final decision here, I don't think it's possible that it would happen. I much more rather believe that technology gets so far in advance that we have a Terminator situation over a Zombieland situation. But that's also for you to decide. Hopefully you've gotten some nice tips from this episode, just in case I'm wrong and there is a zombie apocalypse later on in the future. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun talking about this, and hopefully you guys have had a lot of fun listening to it. And if you do like what you hear, please give us a follow and share with all your friends. Each week, we are going to be shooting for about this 30-minute mark with every episode, so you know what to expect, and it drops every Thursday. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. If you like what you heard, come back next week for another episode as we post a new episode every Thursday. Every Thursday. Until then, stay safe. And we'll see you next time.